nine. Well, mine says six. it won't let you go live beforehand. <laughs> no, we are. In fact, we're live right now. It's insane. I we're can, live I, right I, now. Dan, I can go live whenever I want to. I'm just trying to keep everybody on a schedule. That's like my. Uh, oh, I see. That's my secret mission. All about control. That's what it is. Got it. It is all about control. All your base are belong to us. Dan, you look, right. you you look you looking sexy in this thumbnail. I got to say, real real sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any good pictures of you. Uh, so I had to go into uh, the interview we did back in January of 2019 uh, when we talked about to the top. And I got to say, you move your hands a lot when you talk. <laughs> so it was really hard. I will it's keep hard. that in mind now. Thank you. I mean, yeah. move them as much as you want, man. This but is like, where my hands are going to be the whole time. I'm just going to. And there we go. When, but when you when you move them, it makes it really hard for me to capture a good image to use on a thumbnail. That's all I have to say. So. It's, just a very, it's an action shot. It's an action shot. All right, man. Let's get this show started. Sir. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here live on YouTube, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Rain, shine, parents' basement. Uh, proper lighting or Christmas trees, really. It's 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 whatever we have handy. Uh, we make it happen. 6 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. If you don't like watching it live, that's totally fine. Or if you like watching it with your ears, you can go to podcast services of your choice where our good friend Jay Meow uploads these things as a podcast, the audio format, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, you know, if you don't like watching the whole show, there's only a specific part you want to watch, just wait. Wait till later. Because our good friend, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, puts timestamps in this sucker Every single episode. He's amazing. Don't beg for timestamps, because if we lose him, I kid you not, no one else is going to fucking do it. My name is Brian Pop Nishiana right here at PSVR Without Pearl. And joining me today is Daniel Dunham uh, over at Electric Hat Games, uh, probably most well-known for the game to the top. Daniel, how are you doing today? As a matter of fact, I think that's the only game I'm known for. I don't, I don't think it's a most well-known. I think there's, that's just a one thing. Yeah. Well, I mean... You're pretty good. But you've, uh, you, I had some you've sushi. made other games, though, right? I mean, we need to be clear about that. Just I have worked on other known. games. Yes, this is true. Right. Yes, this is, this is true. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I don't yeah. want to bury the lead. Talk to me about the sushi. Oh, no. The sushi was great. We got it at the local grocery store here in Texas, H-E-B. Uh, those from Texas probably know what I'm talking about, and they are probably jealous right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So grocery, grocery store sushi is uh is okay sushi i mean when they put when they take the you know the, the cheetos and they crumble them up and they put the hot cheetos on top yeah that's the that's the magic <laughs> in the sushi yeah <laughs> nice uh listen if, if, if uh okay oh, you know steve ir is in the chat he says brian's in a spooky basement just uh give you guys a heads up um i think i said this over on the community tab on YouTube, but in case anybody doesn't know what's going on, uh, I've got some water damage in my apartment. Uh, if you guys remember, there was like a waterfall happening in my apartment during one of the shows, just like, you know, uh, a couple months ago. Uh, and that caused a major problem. So I had to get that removed. And, uh, and so I'm currently staying in my parents' basement. Uh, and that's why it looks like the set of Saw. Um, but you guys know that's where I'm most comfortable. Scary movie all the time. Uh, Dan, the reason I asked you to come on the show today is because um, you and I, 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 I consider you a good friend. We hang out on Discord all the time. We sit in voice chat all day while we work. Uh, you, you do your, uh, you, you make games, and I make videos, uh, and, we, and we just kind of shoot the shit while we get our work done. Um, and over the last few months, over the last year, however long it's been, uh, I feel like I've been picking up on little pieces of your life and little pieces of, of, of the to-the-top story, of the super kid story, and a little bit what's going on in your everyday life. And the other day, I, I, I kind of stepped back because I don't, I, don't, I don't think you actually get the full picture when you're there every single day and you kind of like take it in as you go. But then when you step back and you sort of take the whole story in as, uh, as a whole, suddenly like, wow, there's, there's a very interesting story here. Um, and, and, I, and I was really hoping that you would be interested in hanging out, talking to the cats and kind of letting everyone know what's going on. Um, but before we, we talk, before we talk about what's going on right now, if anybody doesn't know out there uh about to the top because there's definitely some new psvr gamers out there there's some new vr gamers out there uh people who are hanging out right now who've never even heard of to the top what's the elevator pitch man sell sell this game to the last remaining people who don't own it to the top is the best and most 
bestest. I'm going to use that term, bestest. It's the best uh, VR platformer you can play. Uh, there you go. That's it. That... So platforming <laughs> in VR. Yeah. Good. So what do you think of when you think of platforming in VR? Mirror's Edge, Sonic the Hedgehog, Mario. Yes, 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 yes. All of those things in VR. Okay. Nice. Uh, and I, I mean, the reception was pretty, uh, pretty incredible. I mean, at least for, at least from our perspective, you know, over here without parole, uh, we loved the game. We, we gave it, uh, we gave a great, re- a great review. Uh, we always talked about it. It, it for a very, very long time. It was, uh, it was in our top 25 list. Um, and, uh, it, as all great games do, eventually it slips out at the very last minute. Um, right. but, uh, but that would, that was our perspective over here. That that's, that's what, what we felt about it. Um, and my, and my perception is is that it was sort of if there can be an indie darling of the VR world that to the top was was certainly was certainly a game that could that would that would fit under that label. Um, was it sort of universally loved, or like was without parole a, um, a, an outlying scenario? What, what did did it sell? Well? No, I, I mean, think that I think that most people that encountered it enjoyed it. Yes. Um, I don't know about universally loved because there are games out there that are universally loved for sure, right? Like Super Hot is probably universally loved um, in the VR in the VR realm. Um, but yeah, no, it did it did really well. The reception on it was was always very positive. Yeah, good. Um, well, that's I mean, it's good to hear. It's a great game. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and and end of the show. Uh, <laughs> and the show, right? And scene. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, and, and, and for most of the game, it was, uh, for most of the development, you were working at Panic Button. <laughs> that was not my phone, uh, where I'm getting a phone call right now. That's not happening. Do you, do you want to take the call? We can take it live on the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. We'll just, hey, you're live with Dan Dunham and Brian Paul on PSVR without parole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Development was development was you uh, and uh, Richard Mady. Wasn't just me, uh, obviously. I think you know. I mean, there's credits in the game. I'm sure you've seen them. Right. Um, but but, but it was, overall, it was, two two. Oh, sorry. Would you consider a two person dev team Electric Hat Games like overall? Uh, yeah, for the most part, um, it's just Richard and myself. Um, although when we were in the meat i guess of production uh on to the top we had six people at that time and that lasted about say like i think it was like five months that we had that size uh, that that group working on it um you know i don't know about full-time because i don't think everybody was really working on that full-time um but you know for a good uh, you know for most people there it was a good chunk of their time yeah all right so you have this um, you have this big success you have to the top everybody seems to love it uh i'm assuming it sold pretty well uh and and you know for the most part it was it was you and richard um what happens post to the top where 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 does this where does the electric hat story take us after that whereas where... so the 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 to the top story was kind of a long it had a long tail because we released in 2016 it was 2016 on steam mm-hmm. and when it re- initially released it didn't have multiplayer you know, it just had it just had leaderboards and the, and the, and I don't even think it had all the levels in it yet. Um, when and then we did a multiplayer update that took me I think like four months or so to do, uh, and then we did the PlayStation version, which took another I think that was like five or six months uh, to to do that. So it was like it was like a series of releases that were pretty spread out there for almost a year and a half or so. And what and what happens after all of that? Like why um, you know. Most people in the chat probably are aware that uh, that that to the top is uh, maybe a pseudo sequel, or, or I don't know if you call it a follow up or, or a spiritual successor, or maybe maybe you call it a sequel. Uh, Superkit is out on early access right now on Steam, uh, but that was made by just you. Mostly, yeah. Like at the very beginning, uh, so there was there was kind of a long ideation process there, right? Um, where Richard and I kind of sat down and decided what we wanted Superkit to be. Of course, it didn't have the name Superkit at the time. I think we were just calling it to the top two. Um, uh, at one point, like, I remember one of the slides that Richard had put together actually says platforming evolved. So I was like, oh, this is, I love that. Like, that's really cool. Platforming evolved. 
Um, but I don't, I don't think that's stuck. But yeah, but we had put together, um, he had done like a bunch of like art and environment ideas. And then he uh, got a, a concept artist to help out, like make some concepts. Uh, and then we actually put some slides together and we like pitched it around uh, looking for, you know, a partner or something like that. Um, we never did really land a, a development partner. Uh, and during also during that time, I started spinning up on Unreal Engine 4 because we use Unity for To the Top. And I have used Unreal Engine a lot at my normal day job stuff, right? Just various incarnations. Although I never shipped anything on UE4. Everything had been shipped on UE3 previously. So I was like trying to move all the mechanics and everything from To the Top into Unreal Engine. And also we started working on some of the... Uh, uh, some of the environment art there as well, like the actual 3D art, you know, and stuff like that. And so we spent like probably a year or maybe even a little bit more than a year um, uh, working on, you know, working working on just that before we even had like a decent uh, prototype. Uh, yeah. So it was quite a while. And then, yeah, and then once, so I was, I was kind of looking at like how we're burning our, our you know, our money because to the top had a pretty long tail on it as far as you know selling the game because people are constantly coming into VR and so it's not quite the same at least I don't think it is as like a regular pla- uh, you know console game or something where you know you have this huge spike and then it just and it just ducks out and then after like two months you're not selling anymore you know it was like it was a very very long tail um, of sales and so but I was kind of you know kind of matching that up with how how we're burning the money that we had, you know, and stuff like that. And I realized, okay, well, we have to, we have to get something put together. So I started pushing to like, okay, we need to, um, you know, figure out our scope and figure out something that we can, we can get done relatively quickly. Um, and I think, you know, I kind of, I, you know, that, that pressure, I think got to Richard a little bit and he was like, you know, it's too much. I need to take a break. And so he just, he was just like, I'm going to take a break. I was like, all right, that's super cool. Yeah, we'll take a break. And so while he was on break, I was just, I just kind of kept chugging away at it. Just, you know, um, so at the end, then it was just, just a, a few of us. It was like me and Shua. Shua is the guy that's done all, like all the environment art for the game and a lot of the props, like he's amazing. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, I have another friend of mine, Ethan from panic button that's helped out with some of the sound and stuff like that for super kit. Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of chugged, chugged away on it for a while there. And eventually I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, I need to do early access or something like that. Um, so I did the early access. Yeah. So that's kind of where we are now. So yeah, I did that early access release. Um, and I mean, it's not in a great state. I'm sure that people, anybody that's tried it, looked at it and went like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, and that's exactly what Richard's response to is like, what the fuck is this? Uh, and so he's like, I'm coming back to fix this thing. And so that's kind of where we are now. Like we're trying to, we're trying to re, so it won't be like, we're not doing it completely from the ground up, but there is like a restructuring of how things are going to go in the game. And that's kind of, that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the initial, the initial reviews uh, have been sort of uh, divisive on early access. Uh, what, what's, what, what are, what are the complaints? What are, what are people, what's not resonating? Well, with I think people? it's, I think the big thing is like once people get through the first part of the game, they kind of don't know where to go. They get lost. And that's, you know, I mean, it's totally my fault. Like I am not super good at this sort of thing. Uh, and so it doesn't, it, the game doesn't really tell you, Hey, now that you've done that, go over here and do these other things. And so some people kind of got stuck in this thing where they're like, Oh, I just, I just mess with this, this console here. And then I just do this over and over again. And that's the whole game. Well, that's not what I was expecting. Right. Um, and so, and so, and, and that's not the whole game, but there's, you know, they don't know that it's not their fault. Um, and so, so that's, that's one thing. Um, and then the, yeah. And then I think the other thing that I did to try to help myself out, because again, I'm not like level design and stuff is not my forte. And so what I did was I went, okay, the thing that I'm good at though, is that I'm good at engineering. So let me, let me put something together that sort of procedurally or semi-procedurally generates some of these levels. And I'll, I'll try to use that to, um, to help. Uh, you know, get the the adventure that I'm trying to do across. And I think that that part 
also wasn't really grokked well by people. And it was like this should, this part. And, and so when, when, when I sat down and talked with Richard about it more recently, the, the thing, you know, that he was like, this should not be in the front part of the game, right? Like if we even keep this, it should be something else like an additional activity in the game or whatever. And we really should be focusing on, you know, the handcrafted levels and stuff like that. So did, do you think any of the response was because people were just looking for more to the top? Um, Probably. Yeah. And that's, that's a completely valid as well. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how does this all, how does this all hit you? I can only imagine uh, working on something and spending so many, so much time with it, years uh, of your life on it. And then, uh, and then kind of, uh, finding out that the reception isn't, you know, is, isn't the overwhelming praise that something like to the top gut. Well, I mean, at first it was, it sucked. Right. Um, yeah. honestly, it didn't take me that long to just step back and look at what people were saying and then realize that, Oh yeah, this is, you know, this needs to be addressed. Right. Um, uh, yeah, it took me, you know, and then, and then, and then that conversation with Richard, where he was like, "Look, this this sucks," <laughs> you know, um, that that that's that's tough. It's hard to hear that for sure. Um, but you know, at some point, it's like, well, you have a couple of things that you can do, right? You can give up and quit uh, and just not work on it anymore, or you just put your head down and get back to work and and, and fix it, make it better. Yeah. And so I'm kind of doing both <laughs> a little bit, right? Because I'm actually I'm actually looking for looking for like a, 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 an engineering gig right now so like, so I'll, i'm gonna go back to doing it the way i did on to the top where i had that you know when i was working on to the top i had that full-time job uh, and i was working on to the top sort of uh outside of the full-time job and i think i'm gonna have to do it that way again <laughs> which is yeah, it's fine yeah i mean you know shit happens i guess but like do, do you look back at those days when you were working at panic button and in developing to the top and go how the hell did i do this like how did it, there's only so many hours in a day how it did we make great. this happen it was great i loved working at panic button like i like being around people um i know that some people say that that's weird for engineers i don't think that's weird for engineers like i feel like most engineers i know do want to be around people but they're like you know, sometimes they're just a little introverted about it, but they don't want to be alone. You know, anyway, sorry, that's a whole, we should talk to Miles about that. Um, <laughs> and, but, uh, you know, I loved working at Panic Button. And so it was great to work at Panic Button during the day and get that experience. And then in the evenings, get to work with, you know, another crew on other stuff. Yeah. And a lot of the people that we worked on to the top with, Richard and I had worked with at King's Isle as well. So, yeah. Let's, uh, let's let's dip into the chat a little bit here. We got a few different tips. Uh, we should probably we should probably read off. Uh, starting off with Donatello, the scientist game cat, with the ten dollars tip says, "I love to the top and can't wait for Super Kit." Dan, how are you feeling about PSVR two? Wait, are you? Uh, oh, is this a trick question or is this like a? I don't think this. Is like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this is. A I trick feel question. great. PSVR two is going to be awesome. Oh, it is. It's going to be great. PSVR. I'm super excited for PSVR too. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, going to, is it going to revolutionize the industry? Is it going to change what we think about VR? This is obviously speculation. We're not, we're not, we're not asking for any uh, inside information here. Well, there's a couple things that, that might change. Like, there's a bunch of stuff we already know about PSVR 2 that we don't have in consumer VR already, right? Like, one of them is eye tracking. And one of them is the, the, the haptics in the headset, right? And those two things seem kind of minor, but, I mean, we don't know what people are going to do with it. It could, like, especially the eye tracking, that could turn out to be a really, like, major thing that you have to have, you know, for going forward in VR, maybe. Yeah. Sergeant Frosty was a $2 tip. It says, climb to glory, Dan. There's a lot of support for you here, bud. Nick the GameCat How with the $5 tip says, good to Sergeant see you. Sergeant Frosty, let's fly to glory. Fly to glory. Oh, here, hold on. I'll be right back. Here we go. just for just for sergeant frosty there we go <laughs> i can't wear my headphones with it though <laughs> <laughs> but can you wear assless chaps with it because <laughs> i mean i could uh, i could i don't have any you'll have to send me some brian yeah i mean i don't have any spare all the ones i have are being used currently they don't just <laughs> uh it's a good look uh, now, now i understand okay it's a military reference right Military thing. It was a tenth mountain division. Yeah. Right. Uh, Nick the GameCat How with the five dollar tips says, "Good to see you, Danny." Awesome Tatum. See you. Awesome Tatum with the five dollar tips says, "Super Dan, new and trending." Major Tatum. Major. See you. 
Good to see you. New and trending. <laughs> All right. So, so super kit lands an early access, uh, and, and it needs, and still needs some work. Uh, how, how much of what you have, uh, how much of what is in the game do you think can, can be salvaged? Do you think, do you think, and, and, Actually, and, a lot. and do you think yeah. when people, I mean, it's, do you think this is, the problem is I want to like talk about 50 different things right now. And, and so, and I'm trying to like stop my brain uh, mid sentence constantly to be like, okay, wait, just let's, 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 let's organize this just a little bit. Do you think this is what early access should be used for? I think because I think this could be a this could be a prime candidate yes. for being like no this actually is perfect so, early yeah, access yeah yeah this is my first experience like do, doing anything with early access and there's definitely a couple things that I learned um, one is that I think that players don't actually want games that are too early in early access mm-hmm. um, which is kind of an interesting thing because early access like the real thing that started early access was was Minecraft right. Uh, way back in the day, that was like one of the first games that we ever saw that did something like that in a successful way, and that game was super early when they first when when Mark when Marcus Preston started selling that. So, and so that's what I was kind of thinking with early access. But it definitely seems like like looking back at it now, like games that are very successful in early access tend to be more polished. Um, like you know, Hades is a good example. Like Hades, even the first release in early access had like that first chunk of gameplay that they gave you it was way more like a vertical slice than a than a, like an alpha or something like that. Okay. Um, so I learned. So that's one thing that I learned. But the other thing is, is that yeah, I think that you know, doing this has been super valuable because I I learned that oh, this all needs to change, right? Like if if I hadn't done that and just kept working on it and then released it, like there's then you, there's no going back. There's no changing it or fixing it, you know. Um, and in some ways, it's like should have had more people playing the game even earlier. Mm-hmm. So I did have I did have a bunch of people. Pl- I did make a demo version of it that I brought out to events and like had people play it. Right, but that demo version, you know, it just it goes through the tutorial and it kind of goes through that first level and getting that first power core, and then it's like good job demo over, right? Because you want that demo to be like ten minutes or less because you got to have get somebody to go through it, right? And and the response to that was really good. But that whole part of the game was working really well. And the part that wasn't working so well was what happens after that. When you get back and you're like, oh, go to the next floor or, you know, go look for another power core or, you know, find the keys, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so it would have been more useful to have more people doing long plays on it earlier, right? Which is what, that's kind of what's happening in early access, right? You're getting more people doing longer plays on it. Um, but I just didn't have, you know, I just didn't have people playing it for that long. I mean, really, it's just, like I said, it's me, Shua and Ethan really were working on it at the time. And we're, I think we were the only ones playing it. And then again, when you're developing a game and playing it, you don't play it properly, right? You just shortcut everything to get to the part that you need to work on. So, so what, what kind of, what kind of changes are we looking at here? What's the, uh, for for anyone who has played it in, uh, in early access, uh, on steam, like how, how, how how will it play out differently when they finally get the uh, revised version? So a big thing is it's going to feature like the handcrafted levels up front, right? Mm-hmm. More than the generated levels. And the generated levels might just get cut entirely. That, that actually hurts because it took me a long time to get that working. <laughs> but if it has to be cut and it's not working, then, then we'll cut it. You know, that's fine. Um, I think that there's still use for the generate. I think I can still use that generated level for some some interesting stuff. But anyway, that'll be the biggest thing, right? The first, it's going to be okay. It's going to be just the handcrafted levels. Also, getting to the levels is going to be streamlined. So, the way I set it up uh, previously, it's it's kind of like the tower is like this hub level, right? And you're like traversing the tower, going up up the tower to get to different levels and stuff. And that's not it's 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 not bad but it is it it is a a friction point right because oh well if i want to go to the next level i have to like go over here and blah 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 so i think that's going to go away and we're going to go to more well similar to how the original game was where you're selecting levels at a menu um it'll be something like that i'm working on it now to where uh what i'm trying to set up now is there i'm so that there's still no loading screens um and so when you're in the 
the main floor, what's left of the tower now, there's like a level select thing. You select the level and the door opens and then you're just in the level, right? And so when you want to do another level, the door closes and then it loads another level, the door opens, mm-hmm. but there's no loading screens or anything like that. Like that's that's kind of how I have it set up right now. We'll see if that that persists, but yeah. Okay. I mean, I you know, I, I played, you watched me play actually uh, when mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you sent me a build and I, uh, I played it in the voice chat on discord and uh and and so i felt bad because i couldn't offer any constructive feedback because when i played to the top for the first time i was like i don't get it right like it really it was like because it's not it's not your traditional locomotion system uh and so mm. knowing full well that it took me like a day or two to acclimate to uh to the top you know the last thing i wanted to do is be like oh, i don't you know i don't get it i don't get i don't get super kit um and so uh, and, and so I, you know, I felt, I felt like there was definitely something there and, and, and you're on the right track. Um, but I'm, I am really, really, really curious to see how this, how this kind of all plays out. And, and because I didn't understand the tower, I didn't understand where you were supposed to go. And, and there was a lot of, there was some confusing elements for me, but, um, but there was also a whole lot of promise. And so, you know, if it needs to be like more spelled out for for players like me to be like, this is what you need to do next, Brian. Figure this shit out. Um, so I'm I'm really interested to see where this all goes and uh, and 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 what these changes will mean for Superkit. Is there a reason it's called Superkit and not to the top two? Is it is just be is this all for like search results? Is this all for or, or what, what's <laughs> so the title so. Uh, Richard came up with the name Superkit, and I really liked it. So the idea is, in the first game, the character that you played as wasn't wasn't it was just you, right? It wasn't a particular person or anything. Yeah. Um, in this game, Kit is the is the main character, right? Like you're the main protagonist, and and so you're Kit. Um, and so it's Super Kit, right? Like Super Mario Brothers or Super Lucky's Tale or whatever. You know, there's always the Super whatever. And so uh, we really liked that title, but then at kind of last minute i was like but it doesn't tie into the top right if you could just call it to the top two which i think has too much alliteration i think there's a little <laughs> bit too much going on there um but yeah so at kind of the last minute i was like okay what if we just call it super kit subtitled to the top and that way at least there's that connection back oh this is related to the top yeah okay is there time to change it is there time to change? What do you want to call it? What should we call it? I mean, I mean, every, I think half the people in the chat have already said it. It's like T W O, the top. Right. Yeah. No. That, <laughs> that one's come up. That one's come up. Yeah. It's oh, like it's I'm like sure. having a bad name in school. It's like oh, I've never heard that one before. Right. Seriously. <laughs> no, it's, it's a horrible. Like there's it, it the same thing with I expect you to die. Right. And everybody's like, oh, it should have been I expect you to. Let number two EWI. die, right. right? It's like, right. man, talk talk about a confusing way to talk about games. I, I'm, you know, I, I think, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. Two- game titles are so because some titles are really good, and some titles it's like, man, is the title so long? Yeah, I think I think titles are something that you think a whole lot about leading up to the time you play the game, and then once you've played the game, you never really think about it again. Like it, it's it's sort of the same thing with like band names and stuff. Like back in the day when the Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam's a really dumb name, right? But now it's now it's like you just you don't think about it. You're like, man, what a fucking cool band, right? Pearl Jam. You, you say it and you don't even think about it. So if the game is good, it it kind of doesn't matter what it's called, except Song in the Smoke. Great game, terrible name, and not <laughs> and not because I don't like the name uh, Song in the Smoke because it's just it just no one's gonna buy a game called Song in the Smoke. They should have called it. We're getting some getting some feedback in the chat now. I see a lot of TWO the top. Yeah, to the top two wouldn't be terrible. It's so, but when you say it, it's just like to the top two, to the top two. I think. I, I mean, I think the clear answer is what Sushi Roll VR said: too super the kit top. It just, <laughs> it, it, of course, yes, of course. That that's the correct. Yes, this is the correct answer. All it right, rolls it. right off the tongue. <laughs> it does. Too super the kit top. The kit top. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Yeah. To the top now with guns, super to the top, super. That was a thing hard to get. Or, no, wait, who who said the the guns? Oh, it was Brax. Brax wrote, yeah, that was that was a thing. Um, there was a to the top with guns thing that we we played around with there for a little while. It was actually pretty cool. Nice. 
All right. We could talk about guns. That was supposed to be the last game cast topic was guns in VR. I don't want to. I don't want to steal Tiff's thunder. She probably had lots of good stuff to Hope, say. About hopefully, it. we'll get Tiff back um, soon, and we can have the gun conversation in VR. Um, Dan, I don't want to spill the beans here too much, uh, but I'm going to. Uh, Super Kit's not the only game you've been working on over the last year or so. What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. I Don't mean, give away my secrets. Come on. There was there was a dragon in my thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my dragon. No, that thumbnail, I don't know where that came from. It's not. <laughs> what what is going on with this dragon game? I don't even know what to call it because uh, because over the course of the time you were you were developing this dragon game, uh, it went through a course few... of the time the whole like the whole... weeks or whatever or how. <laughs> yeah, here, here's a little preview of dan's dragon game um oh good it's going up excellent yeah yeah that's great I was, it's beautiful so, yeah this it. was just like it's, it's i beautiful. think this happened around global game jam time because i was i didn't do global game jam i usually do global game jam and i didn't do global game jam this year and i was like kind of want to jam something out and uh and i was playing this game on the Oculus Quest called Anshar Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody knows this game, but I really like it's like this really super arcadey flying space game. I'm like, well, what if you did that with dragons? That's it. That's pretty much it. It's like that flight model, but with dragons. And so I tried that and I was like, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. So I actually wound up kind of working on it for like a couple of weeks and then and then it just sits there. Are we ever going to see this? Is it ever going to come out? No, I don't think so. You were, How I, much would you pay for it? $2. You were amb- I want my $2. You were ambitious, man. Like, yeah, I, remember, I remember you being like, I'm going to take a quick break and I'm just going to bust this game out in like a month. And I'm gonna That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. No, I was. I, was, I, was, like, I was having so much fun. Yeah. I was having so much fun playing it. But then as I was working on it, I was like, oh, no, this is taking way too much of my time. I can't. <laughs> this either has to go away or it needs to like turn into like its own thing or whatever. But. This would this would be a great hidden game in Superkit. If if once once you platinum the game, once you you all the tra- then you then you can play. Uh, and, and what was the final name you were get, you were referring to this as? Oh yeah, because I was like I was gonna call it the. Uh, oh what the heck! I can't remember the original one, but I can't. Then I was like, oh, it should be the abandoned dragon game. So it has the word abandoned in it. Right. <laughs> Developed by Blue Box Studios. Developed by yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so yeah. so unfinished dragon game untitled dragon game because you were going unfinished for because you were going you were take, doing the takeoff of the untitled goose game right and then untitled goose game yeah. right yeah yeah so, I was like that could be fun but, did, yeah. this was a fun month you i, I remember i remember kind of keeping up with uh keeping up with all the iterations of the dragon game and going he's never gonna finish to the top two <laughs> like this oh oh no i was never gonna finish the dragon game for yeah. sure but uh, <laughs> now that i'm looking i'm like looking at it over here I'm like, fuck, maybe I should go back and take it. <laughs> it was really pretty. It was really pretty, yeah. and it was just fun, like, flying the dragon around. And this video that you have planned doesn't even have, like, because I did put in, I put in, like, bad guys, and you could shoot fireballs, and, like, uh, you could pick shit up and throw it around, like, bomb stuff or whatever, and there were rings to fly through, and I was like, it was, anyway, whatever. It's done. It's done. It's been abandoned been abandoned i'm, I'm, I'm gonna let it play for a while it's, it's fun to watch it is, <laughs> it is really colorful man i gotta say that yeah, that's the other yeah because like these assets these are just assets like off the unreal marketplace um like oh you know what it was i think that at that time these assets came up on the marketplace for free because they do free assets for the month and i think that's what it was because it was game jam month and these assets came up for free or at least some of them came up for free and maybe i had some already in my library and i was like I'm gonna make a game with those. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of game would you make if you could make any game? Like oh, Jesus. No, I have... no limitations on time or manpower or, or budget. If you could just make I think I would game. make an adventure game. I think I would make like an adventure game. I think like the types of games that I really resonate with are, are is like out of war, uncharted, you know, those cinematic kind of you know which I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm old or whatever. It does. It does feel like it doesn't fit in with a lot of the, especially the indies around here, uh, around town and stuff. They they seem to be more into or less into that sort of thing. But I still really loved like God of War, Spider Man. Oh my God! Even uh, like I, I was talking about, uh, I was talking in chat. You know, 
because Panic Button did uh, after I had left, they did they helped work on uh, Jedi Fallen Order, mm. and I'm like, oh man, I missed out getting to work on a Star Wars game. Like, how cool would that be? Would it, so, so I mean, you would you would you would want to do that? You would want to do like a Star Wars game, like somebody else's IP? Like you wouldn't? Oh, um, wouldn't not necessarily own? somebody else's IP, but definitely something with you know that's a little that's just a bigger thing. Yeah. I think I think maybe. Maybe the term that they use today is like triple I, like Kena Bridge of Spirits, right? Like what an amazing game and what an amazing team. Yeah. Like that is such a cool thing. I would love to work on something like that. Yeah. Tri- I'm sorry. Triple I is this, is this like a super polished indie yeah, game? Yeah. So this is saying? like, yeah. So there's this weird, how, how do you explain? So back in the day, back in the day, uh, triple A was really referring kind of to your budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So like, and, and like the number of people that were working on the title. Um, now the now today, triple A is like the budgets are insane, right? Like Grand Theft Auto Five, which is old at this point, was a hundred million dollar budget, right, or some crap like that. Like it was insane, and so the budgets have just gone bigger. So that created this space for like less you know, teams that aren't as well funded as that, still pretty well funded you know in the maybe tens of millions of dollars and so that's like now that's your triple i like your indie but it's like high budget indie stuff i think i think kina bridge of spirits probably falls in that range interesting interesting terminology just it just confuses the it just confuses everything even further it does but it also creates more space right like it gives you more opportunities to make something because there's like this gap and like, wait, there's these other games that you can make and still do really well. Yeah. Yep. There we go. I thought I lost you for a second. I'm still here. Good, good, good. All right, man. So uh, as far as Super Kit's concerned, when when do when should we expect uh, the changes to go into effect? Where, where are you at? What's your roadmap I'm gonna, like? Well, yeah, I have to sit down and talk with Richard about how we want to forward with that um that's a, that's a really good question i think that's probably next up on the on the agenda for sure is figuring out well how how early should we let people start playing this stuff then right um we're, you know if it was too early with the current version of the game maybe we should wait a little bit longer for the next you know the next cycle or whatever um i would i i personally th- think it would be useful to get people playing it as early as possible um, I just, I, yeah, I'm not sure when that would be like, well, how many levels do we really need to have for people to get a decent experience out of it? Right. Like how, how short can you go and still have a, get good feedback? Like, is that an hour? Is that a half an hour? Like, yeah, I don't know. So. Okay. It'll be a, very interesting to, uh, again, to, uh, to kind of keep an eye on what you're doing and seeing how it all progresses. Be good stuff. Yeah. Um, will be interesting. I'm interested to find out too. <laughs> uh dan I, I mean i've I've got you man i've got we got, we got i think we got some time on our hands uh you, you want you want to talk about uh you want to talk about vr <laughs> let's talk about vr i'm ready i think we got i th- i think you and i have a lot of similar uh similar thoughts when it comes to the vr industry i think there's a lot of people out there who uh, are trying to dictate where the industry should be going and trying to say, you know, kind of make the decisions for the rest of us saying this is this is what people want and this is what people don't want and, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if VR is going to succeed, this is how things should go. Uh, if, if you've got your own VR manifesto, uh, where where do you think VR should be going? Where, where, what do you think it has to do to be successful? Um, That's yeah, that's a good question. Do I do I have I don't really have a manifesto. Um, I I just I don't know I feel I just want to make the games that I want to play. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I I understand what you're talking about with some what some of the rhetoric that some people are saying, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't necessarily want to just play those games in VR. Like I like those games in VR, but I want those games, and you know, I also want these other games, right? Um. So I think I think that. Uh, my manifesto, if you could call it that, would <laughs> would be. I don't think I don't think trying to restrict people from making certain things is a good idea. I don't think that telling people, "Hey, you can't do this," I don't think that's a good idea. 
You know what I mean? Um, is, are you going to get bad results from that? Sure. Have we seen some bad results from, like, shitty experiments or whatever? Yes. At the end of the day, you know, the people who are playing the games really should should be the ones that decide whether or not a thing is good or not, right? Instead of me dictating to the players, hey, this is what you should you should have. Sure, sure. But does it concern, I mean, does it concern you, I guess, uh, when, when we see the top seller list? Uh, and, and we, you know, I mean, we, we just saw the most recent... I don't even have it handy, but we just saw the most recent. <laughs> I like you're looking around. It's probably a concrete floor you're looking at. Over there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not home. I don't have anything that I'm supposed to have. I'm, I feel so out of my element. The fact that we even have a show today, Dan, is just it's it's sort of a minor miracle, um, especially after the debacle that was Friday's show. Uh, so thanks everybody for hanging in there with us. Um, the you look at the sales chart. You look at the PlayStation VR sales chart month after month after month. And it's always the same games, and it's always like these smaller games. It's always the smaller experiences. And I and I don't mean to make you know to to criticize games like Swordsman or Pistol Whip or or Beat Saber, but these are games that aren't aren't what you call especially deep, right? They they do one thing and they do them really really well. And I think and I, th- I think when you have too many games that do that and are too successful. It gets scary because then a lot of developers start looking at that model and saying, well, this is what people want and this is the kind of game that that, that VR game should be and this is the kind of game that we should be developing if we want to make money. But I, but I think, but I think it's at the same time, a lot of developers don't look at all the failed imitations of those games and all the games that tried to be the next Pistol Whip and tried to be the next Beat Saber and didn't succeed. Um, do, do you think? Do you think this the fact- kind of happened on the Wii, right? Like, it seemed like. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of, especially there towards the end, a lot of the Wii games were just kind of be imitators of the games that had done well on the platform already. Yeah. Um, And a lot of the games that did do well on the Wii platform were like the sports games, you know, and stuff like that, these smaller games. Um, And so it, it, yeah, I see what you're saying. It kind of, it kind of feels like that. But that being said, there are still some breakout stuff that show up up there, right? Like Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, I think, is a really good example of yeah. a game that has a lot more depth, that has a lot more systems. You can engage with that game a lot longer, and people, for the most part, really enjoy that game, right? Um, yeah. The tricky part is, I guess, convincing developers that, hey, you should make games like this. Um, and I don't think that's just in VR, too. Like, even outside of VR, I mean, who else is making games... A big bombastic cinematic games besides Sony, are the only ones doing that, right? I mean, look at look at the library that's. Come, I, I don't want a fanboy. Oh my god, please don't go fanboy on, in the chat or anything. Because now I'm going to talk about Xbox and Sony, right? Like, and their and their dichotomy, how different they are. Sweet, right? Because Xbox's current library doesn't really have the same kind of cinematic type of games that Sony's library has, right? Um, and I think that that doesn't mean that Xbox is not doing well, right? Clearly, games like Fortnite and Apex and all that stuff do really well. And they are, you know, when you look at the scope of those games, relatively speaking, compared to like a big adventure game, the scope is somewhat narrower. Um, but it's also it also means it's more focused, right? The people are, they play that game because they get the exact experience that they want instead of like an Ubisoft game that's just like everywhere all over the place, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I don't think it's just a VR thing. Um, I think it's, I think it's kind of reflecting what's going on in the industry anyway. I think that a lot, you know, a lot of players do seem to be focusing on narrow, narrowly, more narrowly scoped, narrowly featured games. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's kind of what's happening in VR. And and this sort of just leads to a, like an entire narrative where, where because so many developers are doing a certain thing, they start, I, I don't know if it's like a self, self-fulfilling prophecy where people start saying, well, this is, this is what people want, right? Because if no one's doing it, if no one's doing these bigger, uh, grandiose, triple A, whatever you want to call them, uh, you know, games that, you know, maybe Sony's more well known for, uh, if no one's doing those, uh, well then there's, there's none of those to sell. And so when you look at the, the sales charts and you, and you don't see any of those games there, Again, self-fulfilling prophecy is like, well, this is what if, if 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 people aren't buying those because they don't exist, then we shouldn't be making those. Yeah, games. but you can't blame them. Like, look at what happened early on. Even in PlayStation, what happened early on? Like, what were the sales like on the big VR games that they did? 
the newest big sure. v, big title VR game would probably be Iron Man, right? Um, like you can still see Iron Man bundles everywhere. How well did that game really sell? You know, um, I thought it was pretty cool. Like I, I liked the ideas behind it and the story and like getting into the more comic side of Iron Man and stuff like that. But I don't I don't think that it resonated as well as like Beat Saber or Pistol Whip or Swordsman. You know. Yeah, it also had a lot of problems. I mean, in all fairness, right? Like it's uh, right. Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man was a whole lot of fun when you were flying around shooting things, and then that was. But that was all. I'm just. Know, I'm just saying that a lot of the studios that have sunk a lot of money into bigger properties have kind of been burned. Yeah. Um. On the on on the Oculus side, you know, outside of PSVR, we have you know all the money that that got spent on the Insomniac games in VR. Right? Did they ever make any of that money back? I doubt it. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but, you know, Stormland and uh, was the third person adventure game that they had. Gosh, dang it. It just flew out of my head. Had like mechanics that were really similar to The the, the Last of Us. Um, I'm sorry. Someone in the chat's going to help me out. Anyway, yeah. um, but I don't think either of those games, I don't think they made their money back on that. Now, that was very early in VR. Yes, Edge of Nowhere. There we go. See, I knew somebody in the chat was going to help me out. Thanks. It was Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and, you know, and then they spent all that money with Sansaru as well on, and they did, you know, they did that twice, right? Because they did the um, sword game. Oh, my God, my brain just freaking <laughs> died on me. Asgard's Wrath. Thank you, Endeavor One. So they did, they did Asgard's Wrath, and then they also did that Marvel game, right? And, and I don't think that either of those games <laughs> made their money back. And Asgard's Wrath is an insanely big game. Like, it's crazy big and then more recently the, the 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 medal of honor stuff right so it's like they keep throwing money at these big games they're like this is what people th- think that they want they keep asking for right so people think they want this but then nobody's biting on any of that stuff right true but you go to the other side and beat saber pistol whip swordsman or in on the pc side the uh, the other sword game over there uh sword blade and sorcery like those guys make tons of money you know they sell a lot of copies so yeah it's true yeah, it's true it's, it's lower risk higher reward and so i guess uh i guess people are doing what they need to do fortunately i do feel like the tide is going to change the, the tide is turning uh and and we'll we'll see it, feels like it yeah it, i mean it feels like it because you look at studios like end dreams who have uh studio escalation uh this is supposed to be their triple a studio uh even pit the pistol whip developers cloudhead who were Prior, prior to that, known for uh, the gallery games, which were you know big and more polished. That's an, another great example because they spent a ton of money making the gallery, and they got backing from Valve and all that stuff. Right. I don't think they did very well. And then Pistol Whip is just like gangbusters, <laughs> right? But then, but 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 you've got to look at them and go, well, then what what are they doing? Because they they are talking about AAA games uh, next gen. And so, so instead of resting, like relying on the thing that's made them a ton of money, they are going back and, and trying the thing that maybe didn't work out so well financially for them the first time. And so, I, so, so maybe it's maybe it's less of a, a financial thing and more of a an artistic thing that all these developers are, you know, that they they want to make great games, and that's that's just like an inherent thing. Like you, if you are a game designer, you just want to make great games, and I think. You know, you can make a game like Pistol Whip, or you can make a game like Beat Saber, and and you can be really, really happy that you made something that a lot of people enjoy. That's kind of addictive. But but are you going to be happy making beat maps for the rest of your life? No, that's that's something for a different person. That that's something that, that's a different person's job. You're going to want to make something that's that you can be that you're proud of, that you're fulfilling. Uh, and you know, people, game developers generally love playing games, and so I think they want to make a game just like you said that they would want to play themselves. Um, and so I do think that I, I, I really do hope that PSVR two is a chance for all these developers to, to, to sort of make those games that they've always wanted to make that to, to, to give triple a VR another chance. Um, and honestly, I really hope that the gallery gets ported over. I really hope edge of nowhere gets ported over. I really hope that, right. you know, all, all these games that probably didn't make their money the first time around, have a second chance to make more money to, or, or, to, or to break even or, or to be profitable. Uh, it maybe even become uh, an, an IP that is synonymous with VR, things that people uh, people look forward to uh, maybe seeing sequels to in the future. Uh, I, 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 I just think that this is like VR's big chance. Uh, and I know that I probably sound overly optimistic when I talk about PSVR too, 
but I also think that if PSVR two doesn't succeed, we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, <sighs> I'm sorry, I got Steve Iyer just said if you listen carefully, you can hear the faint notes of "Goodbye Horses" in the background. <laughs> yeah, just Steve's Steve's in the chat. Um, sorry, I just it just caught that and it threw me off there. But uh, I think that PlayStation VR two. I don't know if I want to say if it's our last great hope, but it's definitely like does feel like there's a shift away from uh I don't know if games is the right word for, for from the you know from meta from meta quest it does seem like they have a different goal in mind than big games for that platform right um and so you know, and and that's a meta thing, right? Like they're always going to follow the data, right? And and the data points at, you know, the things that we've talked about. So, but Sony is like, no, we have this is our this is the thing that makes Sony unique, right? Are these kinds of games, and so we're going to do that in VR. Um, but it's got to survive that initial year, right? And it seems like it it kind of didn't for PSVR one, right? Like that initial year, we had some pretty interesting titles and stuff that came out, but sequels never came, you know. It's true. It's true. I, I really, yeah. Well, I was, I was like, you know what? Some, something just occurred to me that really pisses me off. Everybody knows how much I love Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 7 is never shown in that sales chart because it's not a VR game, right? It's a, it's, it's a flat screen game that has a VR option to play. Uh, and so that's interesting. Okay. I didn't know that that excluded it from the chart. Huh? Yeah. And I've, in fact, I think I'm pretty sure, and please, maybe somebody in the chat will correct me if I'm wrong. They will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the I, I'm pretty sure that any game that is flat screen with a VR mode is is never on the sales chart, uh, and so there's a, there's a lot yeah. of missing games from that. Oh, uh, that would make yeah, because No Man's Sky would probably sell a lot of those games. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and so it it does make me wonder, especially especially uh, next gen. You know, we, we've heard a little bit about Sony's commitment to hybrid games and about making games that you know are playable on the flat screen. But then when played in VR, they feel like they were built from the ground up for VR. That they need to be included in those sales charts, and and, and especially to you know when, when people are looking at those sales charts, trying to figure out what gamers are wanting to play. Uh, I don't think Resident Evil Seven. You know, enough people understand how many people actually played that game in VR. I think a lot of people did. Um, I think Capcom themselves said, what, something like 10%? Well, they had some stats. And, like, when you started up the game, it showed how many people played the game in VR, didn't it, for a while? I thought they had, like, some stat that would show up. Or maybe it was on their webpage It was on their website. Um, How many people... MRI Gamer with the 999 tip. As question for Dan, what do you say to those people with the opinion that charging for a game in early access means you are charging people to play test your game? So love you, Dan. Thanks, MRI Gamer. Love you too. What do I say? Um, it's kind of a yes and kind of a no. Um, I think that, and this is this is, was also my again what I said earlier about my misunderstanding of early access. I think that successful early access most of the play testing will be done, at least the base play testing, right? The game that you're going to get in early access isn't going to crash. It's not going to have... It It, it shouldn't probably have game-breaking bugs that, like, pr- halt progression or something like that. But at the same time, you are, in a way, kind of paying to uh, to play test a little bit, right? But it's not just paying to play test. You're also, you're also like, paying to get the privilege to have input on the direction that the game is going to go going forward. So I think that, yeah. Did I just throw up a gang sign? No, that's the... That's not a gang sign. Also, sure. It's the Game Cat King. It's the Game Cat King sign. Right? right. Listen, if I ever see any of you out on the street, right, and you don't want to be like, hey, Brian Paul, what's up, man? Because that's how I assume you all talk. Um, just go... And they'll be like... And then we'll go fucking bust a cap in someone's ass. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, the second part, I won't be part. I'll probably walk the other way. But yeah, I'll do the first part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I just looked it up. Uh, I looked up the uh, over on the uh, game.capcom.com website. Um, 11.1 million people have played uh, uh, 
uh, I don't know. That's more people than bought PSVR one. Oh no 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 no! no. This, this was the grand total. This is the grand total. This is not the VR oh, okay. users. Um, but, 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 the VR users, uh, one point one four million. So ten percent. Ten point two five percent of all the players who played Resident Evil Seven have played it in VR. Uh, and so so basically, you know, when all these developers are out there or or anybody's out there, you know, saying, hey, look, we, we passed a million sales uh, on, on PSVR or in VR. A lot of them are saying in VR, period. Now, uh, and, and considering that Resident Evil 7 is a PSVR exclusive, uh, that's, that's not something a lot of PSVR games can say, that, they, that they've crossed that million uh, million unit sales mark. So, uh, so that, that's pretty cool. Daykeeper says, I want to clip Brian saying, bust a cap in someone's ass. I, I have a feeling that's <laughs> I mean, not going to end yeah, well. you just got to clip it out. Yeah, yeah. it's not, not going to end well. It's good stuff, man. Good stuff. You want, you want to play some 20 questions? <laughs> Jesus. I'm ready. Yeah? I think. Are you? Well, I, hope I, I hope I can answer your questions. Yeah, you've got the easy part. You, you, you've picked the game. Okay. Game, the game cats do have a gang sign. That's it's. We now have a gang sign. Don't tell anybody. We gotta keep this. We gotta keep this gang a secret, right? It's gonna be weird. This the gang sign. That's it. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right. Let me put. Uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody here knows what we're doing. We're going to play uh, PSVR 20 questions. Uh, Dan has picked a PlayStation VR game, and uh, and I'm going to have 20 yes or no questions. And with all the help from you guys in the chat, please, I'm going to need all the help I can get. Uh, we're going to have 20 yes or no questions to figure out what game he's thinking of. Uh, so please, don't don't just suggest games. Suggest good questions that'll help us get there. I'm going to put six minutes up on the clock, clock up on the counter the way that Jeremy likes it. I'm going to mark it, set, go. Dan, does this game? Yes. Does this game support analog sticks? It does. All right. Analog sticks. I'm writing it down with a pen. Old school. Here we go. Is this... Uh, did this, these developers... Have they made any other PSVR games? Yes, I think they did. Ooh. Other games... All right, I'm going to go with Serial Killer, The Vacation Imminent Game Cat. Don't change your name until next week, bud. We'll get a video shout-out. Um, <laughs> does it have multiplayer? does not have multiplayer. No multiplayer. Interesting. Interesting. It's not to the top, guys. <laughs> just, just so you know, I didn't pick my own game. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, I'll go with Mark Pringlesleaf question. Uh, is this is this based on a known IP? Yes. It is. Yes, sir. That's a big one, guys. That's a big one. So so far, we know that it uses the anal- it uses analog sticks. Uh, this developer has made other games, and it's based on a known IP. Uh, let's figure something out real quick here. Let's figure out this analog stick thing. Uh, is it Dual Shock? Is mm, no? Does it, can you use the aim controller in this? Yes, you can. You can. Okay. Are you keeping track of how many questions I'm asking? Oh, just keep going. <laughs> That's five, by the way. Just, just, just. <laughs> yes, Endeavor One. I was going down the RE7 uh, track too, but then, uh, but then you can use the aim controller, and you can't do that in Resident Evil Seven. Um, are you shooting zombies in this game? Um. Yes. They, well, I think there are zombies in this game. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, does this game? I was going to ask, can this game be played on the flat screen? Does this game have a flat screen version? I'll say it that way. Yes. We'll say there's a flat screen. There's a flat screen version. We'll go with that. Yeah, there's okay. a flat screen version. Because if it's what everybody's screaming in the chat, you cannot actually play this game on the flat screen because it's a separate purchase. I see what you're saying. The flat screen version of this game is a separate purchase. Right. Um, 
it's not yeah you can't just go i want to play in flat screen mode or whatever right yeah okay uh would you call this would you call the art style in this game cell shaded I said no. No. Okay, guys. Not Borderlands 2. Not Borderlands 2. Which means we are out of ideas. <laughs> um, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Uh, it's a horror game. Is a horror game. Is a horror game. Is this a is this a game in the Doom franchise? Thunder here, it's about to rain. I'm in Austin, Texas. It is important right now. I'm very I'm very excited. What was your question? I, it, I got sidetracked. Is this a game in the Doom franchise? It is a game in the Doom franchise. Well, that narrows it down. Thanks, Philip. It's a horror game. Uh, how do we dif- how do we differentiate Doom VFR from Doom Three? Um, does this does, does, does this gotta be a couple of ways? Does this game have weird world scaling problems on PSVR? <laughs> does have weird world scaling problems on PSVR? Dan, is this Doom Three? This is Doom Three VR. Nice. Such, so you got to play the the Doom music. Such a such a great game. This is so good. That was a good one. Did you play? Did you play through this on uh, on, on PSVR? Did did. Uh, I really enjoyed playing it with the DualShock. I was really? kind of surprised. And actually, the DLC with the Doom box. Where you use that as your main weapon mm-hmm. works really well with the DualShock because it feels like you're holding the Doom box. Nice, yeah. very cool. Yeah, this was a yeah, this was a good game, man. This was a good game. The fact that it came with all the DLC and everything and had aim support, good stuff. Philip reminds me that Doom VFR didn't have a flat screen version. You know, <laughs> we aren't that smart here, Philip. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's why we have you. Also, also, I'm using I'm using the fact that I'm in a basement uh, as my excuse for everything uh, until until I'm no longer in a basement. What is wrong with me, Chairface? Uh, Dan, Dan, thank you so much for hanging out with me, dude. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I, I think I think I think everybody everybody in our community is familiar with with you and and the games that you make. Uh, and they're all going to be, you know, rooting for you and, and rooting for the success of Superkit. Uh, but you know, we don't care about early access. We care about PSVR too. Uh, the, is, are you, uh, if you can say it, are you planning on, uh, are you planning on being there for the PSVR 2 They launch? told me I am allowed to say that I am developing a game for PSVR 2. Are you planning on being there? I was told there? I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you planning on being there for lunch? Oh, uh, I haven't. I don't. I haven't heard anything about that. Sorry, okay. I have nothing for you there. All right. Well, that's all we got. I tried, guys. I tried. Right? Can't, <laughs> can't give me. Uh, you can't give me any shit because I tried. All right. Well, guys, let's get out of here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna let uh, Dan go play some bingo. Right. That's right. Nice. I, I kind of want to come with you. Not gonna lie. Sounds like a lot of fun should come with me it would be awesome yeah but i'll be right there just give me like two days <laughs> uh but yeah but thanks for everybody for hanging out today uh we're, try- we're just trying to mix it up a little bit we're trying to make sure you know like we've got at least another week or so um of, of potentially some uh, really non-existent news uh we've got um we're ho- hopefully we've got an announcement of a uh, a sony showcase happening soon uh, there's obviously rumors of it happening in august uh i, I would probably i'd probably guess still september uh and so we'll see how that all goes down but obviously we have gamescom uh, happening i think next week on the 23rd we'll definitely be streaming that live uh the opening night i think there's some fast travel games uh, that'll be revealed then so there are some things happening here and there we're gonna try to like you know keep things keep you guys uh entertained 
for uh <laughs> dude, I didn't I didn't go I didn't go into detail about bingo, okay? I didn't go into detail about what kind of bingo it is. Do you want to tell them, Dan? Because they're all saying dead like what is he, seventy? So there 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 is a there's a bar here in Pflugerville that does drag queen bingo and it's amazing. We're gonna go to drag queen bingo. See, doesn't doesn't that make it seem a little more youthful? Everyone's like, Oh, bingo's for people that are seventy. I, I don't know how many seventy year olds are gonna show it up. Might still be for people bingo. who are seventy, so yeah. maybe. Maybe, but <laughs> I, I I think this sort of explains it a little bit better. I mean, um, we are getting like me and my wife the other day were sitting at our ki- kitchen table. My wife. We and we were putting together a puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. We had the news up on her phone. So the f- news is running and it, this is in the middle of the day on like a Tuesday or something, you know? And we're putting this puzzle together and we're both like rah, 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 complaining about the news and then I just realized all of a sudden we're like 60 right now. We're just sitting here complaining about the news, doing a puzzle on our kitchen table, like old people. What's happening right now? I'm not gonna lie, man. It sounds kind of nice. <laughs> like I, I, I kind of can't wait to be old. Although I'm, I'm, I'm not too far away, so we'll get there. Yeah, I'm there. I'm already there. We'll get there. All right. All right, man. Yeah. Thanks again, and thanks you everybody for hanging out. Uh, we will uh, we'll certainly be, you know, uh, try, like I said, trying to mix things up as much as possible this week. Um, Send, send, send some love to Miles. Uh, he is, uh, I don't know if he said it earlier in the chat, but he's, uh, he, he just, he got back, he's back from tour uh, and he is sick. He's got COVID. Uh, so everyone send some love to Miles because he's the dude and we don't want our dude sick. Um, yeah. Thank you everybody hung out. Thank you to everybody who, uh, who, who supports us on Patreon. Thank you to everybody who supported us by donating during the show today. Uh, and dude, all the people, of course, that helped make this channel run. Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, uh, Jay Meow. All the moderators out there that make my life so much better each and every day. And, of course, Dan Dunham. Uh, we love you guys so very much. Oh, no, don't forget the people out there who sat back and watched the show. Didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, too. We love you just as much. Dan, let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's go. I can think of Can can you explain? Can you explain while we stare at your uh, stare at you on the thumbnail? Um, Great. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain how drag queen bingo works? (laughs) I mean, it's just it's regular bingo. Yeah. The drag queen calls the bingo, Uh and if you screw up your bingo card, she gets to spank you on stage, or he. Whatever their pronouns are, they're different. I didn't realize that. I only realized that recently. Some drag queens prefer he, and some drag queens prefer she. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I'm. I have been. I have been ignorant all this time. Had no idea. Me, way more than you. <laughs> so ignorant. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to get if you want to get spanked on stage, you can uh, you can just screw up your bingo card and say I got bingo, and then and then not have bingo, and then no, no spank you on stage. Excellent. Red Rover, the effing game cap. See, I just threw up a gang sign. You couldn't see me because the thumbnail's up. There you go. You couldn't even see it. Yeah. $10 tip says, it's been a minute. Showing some love. Red Rover. Red Rover. Joe Grover. That's that's not right. Red Rover. Joe. Joe. That's not right. I screwed up your name. Did I screw up your name? Jesus Christ. I suck at this. Red Rover. Red Rover. Send (laughs) some Grover right over. I'm I'm terrible, man. I'm terrible. It has been too long. I missed you. Um, Thank you so much for the donation. We appreciate you. Let's get out of here, man. Good night, everybody. Good night.